everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crying a Baseball Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Logan Melia, and the Major League world, a lot's still happening. I'm recording this about, yeah, it's 11.16, about two, three hours earlier than usual. Um, so some games are still going on, but most games have wrapped up. Um, I believe there's only two games still going on, and that's Dodgers v. Pirates and Diamondbacks v. Phillies. But we're going to start off with my Chicago White Sox, as always, beating the Oakland Athletics 3-2. to um, So something kind of weird happened in the game. First off, wonderful win by the White Sox. Uh, and a Chris Bassett update. He is all good. He will require facial surgery, if I am remembering those details correctly reported by John Heyman. Um, he, he, he will be fine, though. Which is kind of the main thing. Uh, here we go. John Heyman tweeted 15 hours ago, News is encouraging on A's ace Chris Bassett. After being hit in the face with a liner last night, he sustained a fractured cheekbone and maxilla, which is the upper jawbone. Surgery will be in three to five days after swelling subsides. All other scans are clean. Most vitally, vision is 2020 still. Bassett put out a statement on Twitter from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to thank the White Sox and athletic staff, front offices, and owners. The support my family and I have received has been overwhelming. I'd also like to thank Rush University Medical Center and their staff. God is good. Can't wait to get back. Which just incredibly encouraging. You love to see it. Um, you know, you never ever ever. I mean that that was it was awful to see, man. It was. Ah, but he's okay. So you know what? We are all, all good. And the White Sox won 3-2. to two. So, the White Sox, they are riding a three-game winning streak. Uh, you know, they're 3-0 and against the Athletics in this series. They got game four tomorrow, uh, which should be pretty good. Cease v. Irvin. Uh, Cease 9-6. 4.04 ERA with Irvin 8-11, 3.52. But you got Oakland. You know, they got seven hits. Sox had nine. Sox had a third of that in runs. Uh, those runs are thanks to uh, Luis Robert, for one. Um, quite He had two of the RBIs. So, you know, thank him for both of those things. Um, Moncada scored twice and Cesar Hernandez scored once. Uh, Anderson got a knock. Uh, Hernandez got a knock. Abreu got a knock. Jimenez, Moncada. Moncada's riding the five-game hit streak. It's a small number, but you know, man, five is how many fingers I have. And that's just the fact with Logan Melia. Abreu, Jimenez, Moncada all hit. Goodwin had one. Robert had three. He went three for four. Luis Robert is an absolute beast. He's batting 341. Jake Lamb goes hitless. Uh, Vaughn comes in the sub for him. He goes hitless in his one at bat. Sebastian Zavala goes hitless as well. Um, left on base four times, it says, though. So, huh, or maybe I could be wrong. My stat book might be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But, I mean, the White Sox, they showed up. Uh, the interesting thing, I was going to say, Lance Lynn throws four innings. Um, not enough to get the win. Crochet gets it. Um, but Lynn gets tossed out due to a, not because of a substance, but due to a substance check because, uh, apparently he threw his belt near the umpire because he was already in the dugout and didn't want to walk back out. 
So he took off his belt and tossed it near the umpire, and the umpire just decides, you know what? What the heck? Let's just throw him out for that, man. That's that's assault, right? That's that counts. And uh, so Lynn gets tossed after four. Uh, he strikes out four, walks three, gives up one run. Uh, it was a home run. Uh, but I mean, dude, Lynn got himself into two bases loaded jams and got out of both of them. <laughs> I honestly don't understand, man. Um, but you know what? Give the man the Cy Young, please. Uh, Lynn threw four, Crochet threw one and two thirds. DePera comes in for two thirds alone, then Bummer for one. Hendricks gets a five out save, strikes out the Cy in the ninth. Um, Hendricks is just really good at baseball. I'm a big fan of him, and that's uh, that's another Logan Mealy hot take. On the Oakland Athletics side, you have hits coming from Mark Hanna, Starling Marte. And Josh Harrison, Jan Gomes, and who's Brown? Seth Brown. Hmm. Good for Seth Brown. He got a knock and a run. Uh, Elvis Andrews gets one. Biscotti gets one, too. Um, yeah. Uh, only home run was Seth Brown. It was off Lynn in the fourth. Um, but, you know, if I'm, I'm very happy with the White Sox, man. I think that, uh, you know, showing up against a team like Oakland, who's a playoff team, man, they they might, they, you know, some way they might win the division. I'm not sure how and in what world, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, I mean, having to go, dude, if they can sweep them tomorrow, head into the uh, Tampa-Toronto road trip with uh, – like a high vibe going on in the in the clubhouse, you know. You'd love to see that. Again, take uh I believe we're facing Tampa for three. So in all honesty, man, if we just take one from Tampa, I'll be happy. But if we take one from Tampa, we need to take three or four or four or four from Toronto. Um and that's just kind of a fact at this point. Um, I think that you know, the Sox, they again they do kind of need to show up this series. They, yeah, they got they got it goes Tampa, Toronto, then back home against the Cubbies. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, if we could, if we could just take one from Tampa, then three or four from Toronto, I'd be very happy. Um, then the Cubs, we should handle them pretty easily. Pirates should handle them pretty easily. Then it goes Royals, then Oakland, which I mean, see how this series goes. These are all pretty easy teams. Then we face Boston, who's one of two questionable teams to face. I mean, Boston's sucked lately, man. Um, Boston has really been on a tear or a kind of like a backwards tear, I guess. They're on a three-game losing streak all against the Yankees. Um, kind of tough to watch, man, because they were doing so well for such a long time. And I literally, I, I'll eat my words right here. I literally was like, yo, man, the Red Sox have been so good for like so long. Like it's almost August or, you know, it is August and they're still in first place. And literally that weekend, I think they got swept by Tampa and it was just like everything was downhill. So, um, don't, I'm not a reliable source. You guys know that. Don't, yeah, I'm not good, but we have, oh my gosh, I start school before the road trip ends. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm 
I start school in like a week, a week from tomorrow. Oh my God, dude. That's intense, man. This is where the crying and the crying in baseball part comes in is when I start realizing how quickly the summer went. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Ah, any, ah, gotta stop thinking about that. It's crying in baseball, not crying in Logan. We gotta, we gotta, if, we're cry, if we do any crying, it's gotta be about baseball. And if we get swept by Tampa, that very well might happen. But like I was saying, we face Boston, and then we face the Angels, Rangers, Detroit, and we face Cleveland for five games, which is the one part that kind of scares me. Because for some weird reason, we just suck against Cleveland. And I hate Cleveland so much. Um, nothing against the city. Never been to the city. Seems chill. Um, then we face Cincinnati and Detroit. I really think that we can do well against Cincinnati. We did well against them earlier in the year. Detroit as well. Uh, yeah, I got. I, I. I really think that. I think the Sox magic numbers at thirty-one. Um, obviously, you know the Cleveland will lose a bunch, and that will you know help seal us the division. Um, and you know, it's, I, I think that once we get through this, you know, week long, week long stretch of Tampa and Toronto, I think that we'll be kind of home, home clear. If we can just, we can just stay on the right track, man. We can, we can clinch by mid September. Um, but going around the world in the MLB, we are going to start off with the Cubs and Reds. Cubs losing, or the Reds lose another one, seven to one Cubs beat them. Chicago gets one in the first, four in the second. Cincinnati tries to retaliate with one. Can't get anything more than that. And then the Cubbies score in the sixth and the ninth. They double them with hits. Twelve hits for the Cubbies, six for the Reds. The Twins walk off the Cleveland Guardians 8-7 to seven in 11 innings. Cleveland scores one in the third. Oh, my goodness. They score... Oh, they score ones all around. We got, they traded ones, the Twins and Cleveland. They traded ones in the first. And then Cleveland, one in the second, one in the third, one in the fourth. Minnesota trades one with the, with one in the fourth as well. And Cleveland's like, one more in the fifth, j- just for good measure. And Minnesota's like, we're going to score five. And then they're like, oh. And then the Cleveland Guardians, they score two to tie it back up in the top of the ninth. They go scoreless in the tenth. And the Minnesota Twinkies win it in the 11th. Um, Jorge Polanco hit a walk-off single. Miguel Sano launched one like 470 feet or something like that. Uh, moving over to the West Coast, we got the Rockies, the Padres. Each passing day, the Padres, I lose more and more faith in them. They fall to Colorado's team 5-7 to seven in the regular amount of innings. Nine hits for the Padres, 11 for Colorado. Um... Colorado gets off to an early lead. They score three in the first. And there's a scattering of runs in between. I won't go too in-depth. I'll go in-depth for, like, the Chicago stuff. Yeah, why, why don't we talk about the Chicago Cubs for a second? Uh, they suck. It makes me extremely happy inside. Um, on the Cubs' end, uh, I'm just going to name their... Uh, play, play, play a little game with yourself. Unless you're, like, a Cubs fan... I want you to try and, you know, keep keep a tally. How many names do you recognize that played in this game? I'm just going to name the names in the Chicago Cubs batting order. Ortega, Schwindel, Hap, Duffy, Bodie, Hermosillo, Chirinos, Alcantara, 
Samson, Rodriguez, Wick, Wisdom, Morgan, McGill. I probably mispronounced that. But here's my thing. I know Frank Schwindel because he hit a home run with the White Sox. Without that, I would not know who he is. Ian Happ, he's been around the league before. Seems like a chill dude. Matt Duffy, he's been around the league before. Seems like a chill dude. I know him. Uh, or uh, Ian Happ hasn't been around the league. He's been in the league. Matt Duffy's hopped around from team to team. It's Giants. Pretty sure the Rays, too. David Bodie, only reason I know him is because he hit that walk-off grand slam against the Nationals. And that was the day that Bryce Harper was like, yeah, no more Washington. Because, like, it pretty much, like, knocked them out of the playoffs in 2018. Uh, of course, Nationals won in 2019, so, you know, can't complain too much. Uh, yeah, but besides that, I would not know who David Bodie is. Uh, Hermosillo, don't know him. Robinson Trinos, know him just because he's been around the league. Alcantara, only know him because he was in the trade. Samson, Rodriguez, Wick, don't know him. Wisdom, I know him because he was, like, good for, like, a week. Morgan, McGill, don't know any of them. See, the Cubs are bad, man. It's so fun. It's so fun that the Cubs are bad. I was trashed from the years 2015 to 2020 and into 2021. Listen to some of the podcasts from earlier. I, I get absolutely... Just trash talk to you by Cubs fans. But you know what? It is the the turntables, man. I tell you. I remember the 2015 playoffs. One of my close friends, he was just trash talking me, being like, the Cubs are going all the way, man. It's going to happen. And Daniel Murphy decided to like become Babe Ruth and like hit like a bajillion home runs against them in the NLCS. And they, they walked in to each day with such confidence until they were one loss away from being eliminated in the CS. And he was like, they're never going to win it with a, with a team full of rookies like that. It was never going to happen. You know, it's this is all part of the plan. And uh, it's that, that is just one prime example of the amount of garbage I've been given by Cubs fans. Um, I think that uh, David Ross, yeah, I honestly cannot tell how good of a manager he is or how bad of one he is because he was given the 2020 season and then he was given a injury riddled three months with a pseudo Cubs team and then they all trade they were all traded away so I honestly can't tell if David Ross is a good manager or not he has allowed two double digit losing streaks so may or may not suck but beyond that there you go. There, there's my little, there's my little Cubs thing. But they've won two in a row, so yeah, give them credit, I guess. Moving over to the West Coast with the Cub alums, Javi Baez of the Mets, beating the Chris Bryant Giants, the Chris Giants, dude. They should make a T-shirt that says that. Mets win six to two in twelve innings. Oh wow, this was an exciting game. Giants score first. They strike first in the third inning with one run, and then. The rest of the scoring happens in the ninth and on. Mets tied in the ninth. No scoring in the 10th. And then they both trade ones in the 11th. And New York's like, yeah, let's just score four. And so they win 6-2. to two. Ten hits for the Mets. Seven for the San Francisco Giants. Moving over to the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., we have... A Nationals win over the Blue Jays, the inter- the international team. The Nationals beat the international team, and ooh, that's fun. They beat them 8-5. to five. 
regular nine-inning baseball game. Josh Bell had a three-run bomb. Corey Dickerson went yard as well. And Juan Soto, an absolute legend. Brad Hand gets lost from his former team, the Washington Nationals. He gets handed it to them. And I saw a tweet from Foolish Baseball. It said, Brad Hand, more like bad hand. And I cackled for 10 seconds, maybe. Sticking to the East Coast, we have the rivalry that is renowned all over baseball and sports. Yankees v. Red Sox. Yankees won again. <laughs> they won 5-2 over Boston. Boston is scaring me, man. Just, like, can you please be good? Like, just please. I don't want to face the Yankees in the playoffs. They scare me too much. We take 1-6 from them in the regular season. Then again, the regular season is not, you know, a test and all that stuff. But, you know... I do not want to see the Yankees in the playoffs. But Yankees are up 5-2. In the Central in the Motor City, Detroit falls to the Angels 3-1. Can we just talk about Shohei Otani for a second? Shohei Otani, he throws eight innings. He strikes out eight. Only allows one home run. Only one run. It's an earned run. Does not walk anybody, man. I mean, that's insane, and he hits the 40th home run of the season for him. Like, dude, Babe Ruth was not doing this, okay? This is this is a whole new level, and it's it's absolutely breathtaking to watch. And, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Angels, back at 500, a flat 61 and 61. Tigers, 58 and 64. Oh, Detroit, 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 you got to get back, man. Got to get back. Back the Rays double up the Orioles eight to four in another regular nine inning contest. Rays are at a like they're at seventy four and forty seven. I was trying to think of like what's that word for like you know words like level where like they look the same forward and backwards or like the race car uh, stuff like that. Well, it's seventy four and forty seven. So there you go. There's there's my little there's my little thing. Orioles, 38 and 81. Um, they're bad. It's tough to watch. Um, back in the East Coast, Braves going down to Miami. They win 11 to 9. This game was kind of got crazy. It went scoreless until the fourth when Atlanta decided to put up a four spot and one more in the fifth to make it a 5 0 ball game. Miami retaliates with a two spot. And Atlanta responds the very next inning with another two spot to make it a 7 2 game. Miami chips away at one, seven three. Then they score four off of I forget who, but they're so they're they're up eleven to three. It's a lost cause, and so then Miami puts in their pitcher the pitch then uh puts in a position player the pitch the ninth doesn't give up anything, and then they score six. Eleven. To nine was the final score. They fall, but oh lord, was this exciting! Uh, kind of big news. Uh, I mean, it's 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 solid. Freddie Freeman hit for the cycle. Always, always love to see something like that happen, especially to a guy like Freddie Freeman. Man, who doesn't like Freddie Freeman? He's he just seems great. Uh, he hits for the cycle. It's the third cycle of the year, I believe. Uh, Trey Turner has one of the other ones this year, and I feel like Trey Turner hits for the cycle on a annual basis at this point win goes to charlie morton he's 12 and 4 good for him 12 is divisible by 4 we're doing math on this podcast 
Jesus Lazardo gets the loss for Miami. He falls to four and six, and that is not divisible. His ERA is at seven point seven six, which is is fairly high. Another extra inning contest in St. Louis, six to four. The Brewers beat the Cardinals in ten. St. Louis strikes first with one in the second. Oh, they strike first with two in the first, one in the second. Then Milwaukee makes it a 2-3 ball game by scoring two. Uh, split into ones in the fourth and fifth. And they score one in the ninth to push it to extras to make it a 3-3 ball game. They had to score three in the tenth to make it 6-3. St. Louis can only muster up one more run. St. Louis, three errors in the game. You never like to see that. Come on, St. Louis. Shape up a little bit, please. Central's looking more and more competitive. And by that, I mean the Brewers are winning more and more, and the rest of the division kind of all sucks. And by competitive, it's 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 the Reds and the Cardinals. Um, they, they might fight for the second wild card. Reds more so than Cardinals. Moving down to Texas, 3-1. to one. The Mariners beat the Rangers. Mariners are nine games above 500, man. Loss goes to Mike Fultonevich. That's the sixth time they faced him this year. That's a fun fact. His record is a divisible number. Two in, he's 2-12. Two, two times six is 12. Hey, and if you round up his ERA, that is six. His ERA is at 5.54. Look at that. More math. You absolutely love to see it. 3-1. to one, Rangers lose. Astros in Kansas City. Fall to the Royals 2-3. I love seeing the Astros suck, man. I do not like the Astros. And you know what? The more and more... Because what's going to end up happening is we're going to face the Astros in the division series. We're either facing the Astros or the Athletics. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. It It's... Ugh, I honestly don't see us like having the best record in the American League. Um, but... We would be hosting the Astros as of right now. Uh, but a quick little division breakdown for the West for you. We got Houston 70 and 50, Oakland 68 and 53, Seattle 65-56. Oakland's two and a half back. Seattle's five and a half back. Um Oakland and Houston have both lost four in a row. They're both five and five in the last ten. And gotta be honest, can Houston keep losing and then like can we just beat Oakland tomorrow and then like just, I'd I'd so much rather face the Astros, or face the Athletics than the Astros. I want revenge for last series, um, last playoff series. I want Liam Hendricks to shut the door on them. That'd be sweet. That'd be absolutely lovely. Um, and we're gonna go look at the rest of the American League real quick. Tampa seventy four forty seven. They got a five game lead over the Yankees. Boston six back. Toronto's ten back. And Chicago's, of course, got the central unlock. American League playoff picture time is a uh, very similar thing to last time, except Chicago White Sox have taken the home field advantage. Tampa, of course, has the first seed. They are uh, they're 74-47, Sox 71-50. Tampa is at a 6-12 winning percentage. White Sox 587. Houston 583. Sox are a, a half game ahead of them. Because they've played ahead, one game more. Certainly a half game ahead. But 
We'd be playing in Chicago, and I'd love to love, love, love to see that. The wild card picture is shaping up to be quite, quite the battle. We got New York hosting Oakland as of right now. New York's got a one-game lead on Oakland, except Oakland and Boston are tied for the second slot. I'd love to see a game 163. It was the 2018 playoffs. And there were there was game 163, Cubs, Brewers, and game 163, Dodgers, Rockies. And the Cubs lost that game, and I loved it. It was great. Seattle is three out of the wild card. Toronto four. LA seven and a half. And there you go. Detroit's looking less and less likely to even like have a mild shot. We're gonna look at the National League now. We got the Atlanta Braves having a three and a half game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies in the East. New York's four and a half back. It's a scattering of Washington and Miami below. The Milwaukee Brewers are nine and a half games ahead of the Cincinnati Reds. They keep winning, the Reds keep losing, and that's that's how the standings work. St. Louis is 12 back. The division is way out of their reach now, and again, the Cubs suck. Love to say that. Pittsburgh's 31 and a half back. I did not realize you could be that far back this early on until I looked at the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are 38 games behind the San Francisco Giants. A lot less of a distance is held by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did I say the Los Angeles Giants? They're San Francisco Giants. I think I'm losing it. I had a long day. San Francisco Giants in first. LA is three and a half back. San Diego's 12 back. Division is totally out of San Diego's hands right now. And that's a fact by Logamelia. Wild card shaping up to be quite the fun battle. And by fun battle, I mean we're just going to see who can lose the least at this point between the Reds and the Padres. <sighs> Padres 3-7 and seven in the last 10. Cincinnati, 4-6. and six. St. Louis might sneak in there, man. They're four back of the wild card. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they are on a two-game losing streak. Everyone in the National League is losing. Padres lose three. Cincinnati loses two. St. Louis loses two. Philadelphia loses three in a row. Oh, tough to see. Atlanta, they got the East locked up. I th- ah, they don't. What am I saying, man? The East, it can change. It, the Mets might be in first place in a week, man. Although the Mets' schedule looks like hell going forward. I'm not going to lie. It's tough. We'll look into that in just a second. Milwaukee would be hosting the Atlanta Braves, San Francisco. Still, of course, in first place. But let's talk about those Mets for a second. The New York Mets, because I want to read you their schedule real quick. So they are currently in San Francisco. They are going to L.A. after this for a four-game set. They got Monday off. Then they are facing San Francisco at home. It's, um... <laughs> Dude. And this is... Th- their stretch has been Los Angeles, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Francisco. <laughs> it's been... It's... it's oof. It's been a tough stretch for them. They uh get swept by the Dodgers. They uh they won tonight, but they had lost the uh, they lost the previous two against the Giants. Uh, of course, they got four more against the Dodgers than three against San Francisco. So you know what they're going. They might squeak out one more win. Don't quote me on that though. Um, yeah, the Mets. It's just ugh. they're pulling the Mets, and you hate. 
hate, hate to see it. But it's the Mets. Kind of fun to make fun of, I guess. Well, I believe that wraps it up for today's episode of Crying in Baseball, Baseball Podcast. I've been your host, Logan Mealy. We thank you for listening. See ya.